Y'all ready? Turn it up. Here we go. Turn up your radio right now. Right now. ESPN West Palm tonight is on ESPN 106.3. Now, now, here's Cyrus Whitting. Saquon signs and the Giants have their superstar running back as they head into training camp. Cyrus Whitting here with you on ESPN West Palm tonight. And we've got tons of NFL news to cover. That's why we're bringing in our ESPN front office insider, former executive with the Jets and the Dolphins, Mike Tannenbaum. And Mike T, again, starting right there with Saquon Barkley. He signed a one-year deal with the Giants, guaranteeing him $10.1 million. He can make up to $11 million with incentives. The franchise tag was adjusted to add a $2 million signing bonus. So, Mike T, did the $11 million include that signing bonus, or is the deal worth up to $13 million? Yeah, no, this deal's worth up to eleven. He got $2 million up front as part of his $10.1 million base. It can earn another 900000 in additional incentives. So, Mike T., with this deal being worth $11 million, and when you think about that the Giants were ready to offer Saquon, reportedly did offer Saquon $13, 14000000 million earlier in the preseason, this deal has to be a huge win for the Giants. I think they got a fantastic deal, no question about it. And they're lucky they have their best player, who's also extremely high character, to come in and do the steel service. I think it worked out great from a giant perspective. Breaking down a big week of NFL contract action. Got another week or so before we get into uh, actual games. But again, here with Mike Tannenbaum on ESPN West Palm tonight. And again, Saquon signs with the Giants. But over on the West Coast, Josh Jacobs with the Las Vegas Raiders, has reportedly planned to sit out the preseason after the Raiders declined to pick up his fifth-year option, and then Jacobs also doesn't want to be franchise-tagged and, and hasn't signed a franchise tag. Mike T., as a hypothetical, if Jacobs sits out the entire season and doesn't play a single snap, does that use up one of his contract years, or will he be in the exact same position as he is right now if he, again, sits out the whole year? Yeah, he has to play at least six games to flip the contract over. So um, he can't just sit out, and he can get tagged again next year. So, Mike T., what's the biggest difference in these two situations? Why do you feel like you know the Giants are, are more willing to get something done with Saquon and the Raiders a little hesitant or, or at least don't feel as much pressure to get something done with Josh Jacobs? Yeah, I think it's different where I don't think Josh Jacobs would do what, what Saquon did. Um, and, again, I think that speaks to Saquon's character that he you know went in and did a deal that, um, you know, most running backs I don't think would sign. And I think that's the true difference in the situations right now. Staying in the AFC West, the biggest news of the week, at least in terms of the monetary amount, is Los Angeles Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert, who signed a five-year, $263 million contract extension, includes $134 million in guarantees, $194 million uh, in injury guarantees. Mike T., I, I know that you like the Chargers getting to a long-term agreement uh, with their star of the, the present and of the future. Yeah, he's a great player. He's only going to get better. Uh, this was a no-brainer. This is absolutely what you have to do. you got to go get um, your best player signed. He's high character. He's productive. and uh, it was you know, That was an easy decision. Mike T., in terms of managing the salary cap and putting together the best possible team, what are the challenges that arise once a quarterback like Herbert or Mahomes or Jackson or I'm sure soon-to-be Burrow, all these guys get 
off their rookie deal, get a contract extension, and and get paid that $200 million-plus contract that has really become standard practice. Yeah, I think that's what yeah, – it starts with the quarterback, right, Sarah? So job number one is to identify, draft, and then retain that quarterback. None of these guys will ever make it to the market. Mm-hmm. They're just too valuable. So the question is how much do they get paid in one? Mike T, do you feel like this will increase the pressure on Justin Herbert and, again, just the Chargers to, to really make some noise? Obviously, Herbert has put up one of the best starts to a career ever. But, again, do you feel like this is going to lead to more scrutiny, more pressure for him to perform and get more wins, especially in playoff time? Yeah, I think so. But you know what? Like In these positions, you, you come out of bed and there's pressure, right? If you're a starting quarterback in the NFL, that's the bottom line. Like you, you got to produce, or you know. But obviously, you know, this is a tremendous amount of money. Talking some big, big contracts, big, big money with Mike Tannenbaum here on ESPN West Palm tonight. And again, Mike T. Justin Herbert signing the big two hundred sixty-three million dollar deal this week. The guy to, to look to next, the next domino, really got to imagine it, it's Joe Burrow. Do you feel like Burrow and his camp are kind of holding out to say, "All right, let's see what Herbert gets, and then we'll go from there." Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's exactly. We're gonna go last. We'll let the market, you know, um, sort of like set itself, and then uh, yeah, we'll go from there. I, I think that's totally, totally reasonable. So Saquon signs, Justin Herbert signs, and Trayvon Diggs down in Dallas signs a five-year, ninety-seven million dollar extension with the Cowboys, making him the fifth highest-paid cornerback in the NFL. Mike T, what are your thoughts on that deal in Dallas? You know, he can turn the ball over. Um, I don't think he uh, is a great tackler. I think he's inconsistent. I think he's subject to double moves. You know, you go back to that first play against the game against the Eagles last year in Dallas. He gets beat on a double move, you know, for a touchdown. You know, that can't happen. And uh, there's a lot of parts of his game I like, but um, it's far from perfect. But, you know, he's a physical corner that can, again, make great plays on the ball. Mike T., how does this Travon Diggs deal affect Cowboys guard, six-time All-Pro lineman uh, Zach Martin, who, again, is holding out as Cowboys training camp gets started? I would take care of Zach Martin, especially the way they want to play the game and the, you know their physicality. So if I'm, uh, if I'm Dallas, I figure out a way to take care of Zach Martin. A couple more things here with our ESPN front office insider Mike Tannenbaum. And Mike T, back out to the West Coast where the Niners have some good news, have some bad news when it comes to training camp. Brock Purdy was cleared, but Nick Bosa not expected to be present as he holds out for a long-term deal going into the fifth year of his contract. Mike T, I'd be shocked if the Niners don't get something done soon, but where do you expect that deal to wind up in terms of a monetary amount? Yeah, top of the market. You know, I think he'll be, he'll surpass Aaron Donald as the, you know, highest paid non-quarterback. So, I don't think that's a question of if, but when, and he he definitely deserves it. So, you know, right now, Aaron Donald's the highest paid defensive player. I think that will change. Yeah, and Mike T, the Chiefs are kind of dealing with the same thing. Reports came out that Chris Jones, the all-pro defensive tackle, and and the Chiefs are pretty far apart when it comes to that deal and getting something done. I feel like the Chiefs really, really need to get something done with Chris Jones because just as much as that offense, of course, revolves around Patrick Mahomes, you could say that that defense uh, orbits and and revolves just as much around Chris Jones. Yeah, I think you know they could survive losing Tyreek Hill. I don't think they could lose, survive losing Chris Jones. He, he is you know that good of a player, and he creates production for others. So you know, similar to Nick Bosa, I think Chris Jones is someone that deserves a deal, and I would expect that will happen sometime here in the coming days. Like you've said, Mike T, and I think I'm paraphrasing, but you know, uh, deadline forces decisions, 
and a lot of teams want to get their decisions finalized heading into training camp that that has started this week for for all 32 teams in the NFL. But just talking more about training camp, what's kind of the the typical schedule? You know, walk us through what goes on from from lights on to lights out. Yeah, and it's changed. You know, like there's a lot more meeting time. There's a lot more walkthrough. So you're only on the field once a day in terms of like competitive practices, and even then, you know, padded practices are drastically reduced. So you know, assuming that it's a non-contact day, you're going to wake up, um, typically eat, have meetings. You know, one group may have a walkthrough. The other group, meaning offense and defense, uh, may um, lift. And then, you know, the other side, then, you know, a couple of hours later, the reverse of that will happen. And then you may be on the field for about, uh, you know, two hours this time of year. And again, like, you're, you're, you're going to have a lot less padded practices than in the past. And, you know, the physical ones usually are like around like the goal line and all. Um, but really now, are you tackling to the ground uh, when you're competing against yourself? Wrapping things up with Mike Tannenbaum here on ESPN West Palm tonight. And Mike T, obviously, you know, the bonding, the team bonding is a huge part of training camp just as much as installing the offense, installing the defense and and so on. Did you ever did you guys ever do, you know, any you know artificial things to, you know, kind of promote team bonding if you, you didn't feel like things were gelling as, as well as you wanted to? Yeah, absolutely. No, that, that happens a lot. And, you know, some of the better teams I had is when we went away for training camp, which I really believe in. So, absolutely, you know, team bonding is, is a big, big part of uh, training camp. And you're also trying to identify the back end. You know, we just talked a lot about Nick Bosa and Justin Herbert and Chris Jones. Those guys are going to be on the team, mm-hmm. but you do have to really evaluate the back end of your roster. Mike T, just talking about that team bonding, what are the challenges and, and how have those challenges changed? And I got to think increased in this day and age. I mean, 20 years ago, yeah, we had cell phones, but you couldn't get on Twitter. You couldn't get online, couldn't really be anywhere in the world like you can now. So is it is it harder for teams to bond together these days when it's easier to get you know distracted by the outside world, even if you, again, kind of go away for camp? Absolutely. And that's why, like, I think getting away um, where all you have is each other is meaningful. You know, you have the rest of the year to be with your families and all. But, yeah, absolutely. I think it's really, really important to try to create meaningful relationships because every team's going to have a bump in the road. And the more you know about each other, you know, the better chance you have of getting through it in the best way possible. Last thing, Mike T., I was looking at the list on ESPN.com of when all the NFL teams are starting training camp. And I, and I noticed that some teams have their rookies coming in a week in advance, uh, you know, three or four days in advance. I feel like every team would want to be bringing their rookies in as early as possible. Is there a reason, you know, some teams do, some teams don't? Yeah. You know, sometimes they'll keep them a little bit longer on the other end, you know, meaning like they'll stay a little bit later. So, you know, different coaches have uh, different approaches to that. Mm -hmm. So, but Typically, what you're trying to do there is really install and teach. So when you get to those competitive practices, they, they know what to do. And, and they're typically so far behind in just understanding the nuances of the system that getting them in early just gives them the best chance to have the best training camp possible. Mike T., as always, appreciate the time. appreciate the insight. We will catch up with you again next week. Okay. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, Cyrus. Again, that was our ESPN front office. Again, that was our ESPN front office insider, Mike Tannenbaum, former GM of the Jets and the Dolphins. We'll take a break, step away here on ESPN West Palm tonight. 
But when we come back, I will talk to one of the leading cardiologists, and he will help me address and break down the Bronny James situation that happened earlier this week. That's next on ESPN West Palm tonight.